I can't get no toxic podcast. I can't get no toxic podcast, but a pod and a cast and a pod and a cast. Hey everyone, welcome to Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Collini. Wow. That was fun. You didn't see it. I was dancing. Oh, the dancing made it more fun, for me at least. <clears throat> it probably sounds exactly as intolerable. Oh my god, okay, okay, hang on, I'm sorry. This is my alone podcast. It's my podcast that I do alone. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else where I consume and process toxic media. Toxic media, of course. <laughs> of course. This is in no way a not-at-all-intuitive definition that I just made up. Toxic media is any form of content that, regardless of quality, could be great, could be terrible, could be in between. It just has to be genuinely emotionally exhausting or otherwise taxing to consume. Um, it's a few days. It's a few days after July Fourth, and for you, it's probably like even more days after July Fourth. So I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, today I decided, well, there's, you know, there's a new Purge movie in theaters and um, the the Purges are really, I mean, like they're they're just releasing like, what are they releasing a movie a year now? There's been four Purge films. We weren't even paying attention. And the Purge is like a viable horror franchise. They're definitely like, you think they're going to not make more Purge movies? So <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm guess I'm jumping a little too, I'm, I'm jumping into the movie a little too soon, but I am, I'm very excited. I'm very hyped up to talk about The Purge. I'm also very nervous because I just discovered, uh, last night that, uh, I, <laughs> that my Purge insurance has gone way up and wouldn't you know it, The Purge starts today. So I, I mean, I, I barricaded my home as best I can, and this, my schedule is such that this was the only time I could record this podcast about the purge election year. But um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just not sure what's going to happen uh, when, when those big sirens go off because my clearance was revoked Re- recently. The rule was repealed. I'm sorry, I'm just summarizing the the movie in my bit. Okay, what am I sorry for from last week? Uh, is there anything? I, I mean, there's a lot that I'm sorry for. From last week, uh, <laughs> uh, what do I, what did I learn last week? Um, you know, I think I think last week I learned to love myself. Uh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm loosely sorry for everything, and I learned a lot about myself. And I think that together, me, you, and my wacky cast of characters—what the uh, Michael Shannon, the Jigsaw Killer. Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows who could be added to that roster? Uh, perhaps, uh, fuck, is there anyone memorable in, in 50 First Dates who it's like, who it's not fundamentally evil to do an impression of? Uh, God, what a good movie that is. No, well, no, it's just a toxic movie. And I, and I, oh, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm just like, I'm just like eating bowls of, of, of waste, of like toxic waste, like growing, glowing, glowing uh, green fluid. Uh, well, in any case, why, why, I mean, why not? Why not start talking about the purge? Who knows, who knows how long I'm going to last this purge night? Uh, but the, the opening of the purge, uh, election year, and I just want to, so I'm also having kind of a crisis of self over whether or not this movie is truly toxic. I feel as though there are many, many ways in which it is, uh, not least among them, and I, I think this is, we can touch on it when we talk about the movie, but like, let's just put it out there. The Purge election year 
is a movie released in an election year about an election between a female candidate uh, and um, and a like male candidate representing sort of like old world conservative like anti progressive values in a sense like an old he's like a minister and he loves the purge and she's against the purge and then everyone tries to kill her uh, I am not I I don't know what like it's so hard to even get started on this sentence like what political statement is the purge making? Cause I don't, I don't fundamentally believe that the purge election year is making a coherent political statement. I don't, I don't know. Although I don't, I don't know, but like there is, it is so irrevocably loaded to like an absurd heightened degree in an election year between shall, am I going to say their names? No, the two presidential candidates from 2016, they who shall not be named the to do um to have a movie coming out that has such obvious analogs and you know i'm not fundamentally i'm not like unhappy with the ostensible side the movie takes you know i'm anti purge <laughs> um but it just feels it just feels so inherently toxic like as a thing to put into the the culture not because i'm saying that i well, I not because I'm saying that I genuinely believe that like it was it was implicitly inciting anyone to violence or anything of that degree, but just uh, like it's not uh, it's not your thing to make weird storytelling points off of or like uh, whatever. What I mean, I'll, I'll probably keep talking about it as we, as we go forward. And I and I I'm on the clock here. Oh God! Oh no! Jesus Christ. Okay, hang on a second. Can I I just need to find where's my where's my purge remote here? I got I'm sorry. I just got to close the big metal grates over the windows. All right. Um so you know, as as you may know, God bless the new founding fathers. The purge is going to, you know, it's going to cleanse us all. Uh there's no emergency services for 12 hours. I am, I'm alone here and I can only, I just, well, come on. No one's going to come for me. It's the per, I don't have any enemies. So, um, the movie begins. Oh my God. I'm not, I haven't even talked about the beginning of the movie yet. So at the beginning of the movie, it's like we 20th century boy by T-Rex is playing and it like kind of like there's like some opening credits. Uh, this movie was produced by Blumhouse who like, I have a lot of goodwill stored up for Blumhouse. I'm sure they made a bunch of movies I don't like, but like they've also made, wouldn't they, they made the visit. They made a uh, split. I think, I think they made, uh, they made get out, right? Like, they, if, if a horror or like horror elements movie has come out in the last like seven, eight years that is like really spectacularly cool, I think Blumhouse had some hand in it. And, uh, I don't, I'm not, I can't pretend to be like a horror historian. I know, like I've watched a lot of slasher movies and horror movies from the eighties and nineties and like seventies, I guess. And like, two, I guess I've watched a lot of horror. Why did I, why did I do that? But I just mean I couldn't I could attempt to create a timeline involving the rise and fall of the slasher movies in the 80s and 90s that would then account for a sort of weird malaise in horror movies in the 2000s but I think that if you were more well versed in horror movies than I am you might be able to like 
rechart like the rise of the ghost movie in the form of like the paranormal activities movies and like the the conjuring and annabelle and all that stuff i can't really place any of that in context right now but i can tell you that it's really interesting that once again we live in a world where we have a like multi-installment like big kind of like rock and roll horror franchise like these purge movies and they're not there there is something fundamentally unsatisfying about them and i did have a little bit of a crisis of self watching this again because i'm not sure if it's toxic it feels so toxic sometimes but then sometimes you're like okay let's let's actually get into the movie jesus so we like kind of zoom out through the opening credits and uh t-rex is playing and then um I don't remember the next song, but like, it turns out we're like listening to some music on like a guy's phone. He's like flipping through his phone. He's sitting in an easy chair. He's like covered in blood. He's wearing a mask. And like this whole family is like tied up in front of him. And he's doing like a very like spooky purge. He's like, we've played a lot of purge games today. This is my purge playlist. It's like very, oh God. And I, um, he, the, he at the end of the thing he makes the mother of the family just he doesn't you don't see any like actual violence in this part it's just like everyone's tied up and they're all kind of like vaguely covered in blood that's a lot it's the thing that happens in a lot of these purge movies is people are just vaguely covered in blood but they're all like scared and the guy's sitting in the chair and he makes the mother decide which of her family like one family member is going to live and he forces the mother to make like this horrifying choice and it turns out and i realized this long before the movie told me but it turns out that that story is actually a flashback, and it is the origin story for this uh, the presidential candidate, uh, Charlie Roan. Charlie Roan is a senator who is running for president, uh, and she is, uh, like, her entire policy platform is no purge. Obviously, her family was murdered in the purge. She went through this inc- insanely horrible experience, and... Um, she also, and this is a really interesting element of these movies that I'm not sure what, I'm not sure if they really, it's one of these things where like, are am I, am I going to give you credit for this Purge movie? Because, so the Purge is also like an economic thing because like the people who can afford to go out and kill people uh, or even pay people to just like have people kidnapped and brought to their home so they can like chop them up or whatever. Everyone who is on the like predator side of the purge in general is like of a higher economic uh, status. And so the people getting murdered in the purge, the ones who can't protect themselves, you know, like it's, it's like a whole economy. Like people have purge insurance, which is so funny. It's so it's, I mean, it's not, it's not funny in the world of the purge, but like the fact that they use the phrase purge insurance so many times in this movie, like, Oh my Lord. But, um, so yeah, like if it's, it's, if you can't get off the street, if you can't barricade your home, if you, if you can't afford these like intense security systems, or if you aren't like riding around town on a motorcycle shooting fire at people yourself. Uh, um, so, so the idea is that like the purge is like, and the, actually the, the new founding fathers who it's never really explained how the new founding fathers took control or what they really mean. But the new founding fathers are the guys who instituted the purge. And they, a lot of times take credit for like, really like getting America back from the brink of like financial ruin. And what Charlie Roan says is, well, you did that by killing all the poor people. So America doesn't have to have any social programs anymore. And I, again, I don't know how economics really works in that, in that, like, I don't know exactly what, if you killed all the poor people, like what, what it would do. And I also don't even want to think about that. I'm sorry that I was like, how realistic is this? Cause that's, well, that's another thing about watching this movie is that, 
the whole time I was like, Jesus Christ, imagine living in a world that had the purge. And then I was like, that's not fundamentally like all, all that's happening right now is like a very, a slightly different kind of, of constant purge. And I'm not going to start talking about like politics. I like, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not like politics aren't worth talking about. I just like, I don't, I don't, Oh God, these, these purge movies. <laughs> so Senator Charlie Rowan, it is also amazing how she's just got like one policy position. And uh, this this part of this like exposition is told via like a newscast, so you see like critics of the purge say that the purge is only economically sound because it kills poor people, and then like it's a clip of Charlie Rowan being like, "We need to end this process for the soul of America," and then we like zoom out of the TV and we finally get to see the new founding fathers. They are yes, a table full of old white men, and I mean obviously, and it's just like. They're all so, oh God, it's such a great like table full of evil old white men. It's your classic table full of evil old white men. And they are so, they're so evil. They know how evil they are. And one of them gives this insane speech. These Purge movies, like that's why it starts to worry me this, like that they might not fit my premise of toxic is that like, although they are extremely over the top, like in some ways really gross and jarring and in some ways like maybe kind of stupid and ham fisted movies, these movies also eke performances out of characters that are so like bonkers and off the wall that it is clearly so much of what goes on in these movies is an intentional choice. It's not like, Oh my God, this crazy movie doesn't know what it's doing. It's like they wrote this speech for this guy with uh, the head of like he's the guy sitting at the head of the table. So clearly he's like the head of the New Founding Fathers and he just starts like flipping out and he's yelling and swearing. And he, at one point he's like, some cannot have. That's like one of his things that he says. He's like, it's time to do all do something about all of these assholes like that rat Dante Bishop. And the, and he's calls the senator a C word and a three word senator. And he's and he's calling everyone cocksuckers. And um uh acts like after all of this has happened he basically he says this purge let's fucking actually just like take him out let's kill all of our opposition dante bishop is the leader of like a sort of underground anti-purge resistance group and charlie senator roan is like this huge threat to the um to the to the purge she is running against this sort of like purge loving minister okay so we finally get the opening graphic which is really cool it's like an episode of a cw show we just watch like 10 minutes of movie and then finally it's like the purge election year so the the other candidate uh the implied and like i see i gotta say this like charlie roan is very heavily implied to be the democrat and this purge loving minister whose name i don't know purge minister purge preacher he is obviously the Republican and they, you know, we, so suddenly like we're on stage at like a presidential debate and this is really like, this is also like in one of the first lines of the movie, Senator Roan is like, the purge helps the NRA. She calls out the NRA by name. It starts to feel like this movie like is like, hey, Republicans, you're the villain of this movie in a sense. And it, it, it gets, it gets, which I'm not, I mean, Republicans are the villain of this movie, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my vast Republican listenership, but y'all are the villains of this movie. Sorry for saying y'all. That's not something I do. I also... <laughs> um, but so there's there's a very ham-fisted... A lot of these speeches are very, like, kind of, like, saw to like, teenage philosopher, kind of, like... The, the oh this country has lost its morals and oh, those, oh the, the the way that we need to purge is such an important part of being an American so 
Um, Frank Grillo, who I believe has been in all three of these movies, he's Charlie Rowan's security guy. And she is like a frustrating person to work security for because not only is her one policy position end the purge, which makes people very like violently angry towards her, but she's got this habit of walking off stage into the crowd and like talking to people. But like, is this a presidential debate or not? So she like walks into the crowd and she's like talking to everyone. People are coming up and like shaking her hand and they all love her. And the purge loving minister is like, he's just standing on stage yelling, purge and purify, purge and purify. Um, Okay, so now we cut to a deli where a bunch of people, uh, uh, and I feel, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I feel as though this is, like, significant to mention. I don't, I'm, I'm not, uh, I feel awkward saying this, but up until this point, everyone we have interacted with as a lead character has been white. Uh, like, all of the politicians, the political class of the movie, the security people, they're all white. Now where uh, we've moved to a, a deli setting and everyone opening the deli, like five characters, all of them are people of color. There's like uh, two black women, an older black man and a Hispanic man. Uh, and I, again, it's hard not to feel like the movie is being very, is like making very clear political points. But then it kind of, I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't fundamentally trust that this movie is doing so out of like the goodness of its heart so much as it's just like kind of cynically using story elements. And I also really don't know that that's my place to say in this situation. And I'm sorry that I kind of choked this out awkwardly, but I think it is worth worth mentioning the like full divide racially of characters. Like there are no white people in the deli scene. There are no people of color in the political scene. Um, and they are having a discussion about politics and they're like uh, offering various points of cynical uh, on, on a spectrum of cynicality. Like the older guy, Joe, he's like, oh, nothing's going to change. And um, uh, Marcos is like, she needs to win Florida. Oh, my gosh, she needs to win Florida. I can't. And uh, it turns out that, like, one of the women is, she's, like, a, maybe I should have done more research on, because she's from an earlier movie that I don't remember, but she, like, drives around during the purge in a medical van, like, protecting people who have been victimized. Um, And, oh, God, the electoral votes. So now, yeah, this is where I started to be, like, shit, is, is, are these movies... Not actually toxic because what I wrote here is although these movies are gory and hideous, their extremities are well are like well executed and deliberate. Ah, maybe that's true. Who knows? So we cut back to Frank Grillo and uh, Charlie Roan, and they are watching on TV. This movie does a ton of newscast exposition, which hey, I'm here for it. I'm fine with that. But the N, the the new founding fathers have revoked the purge rule against killing high level government officials, which by the way. They should never have had that rule. The purge, the whole point of the purge, should, maybe I can't, maybe I shouldn't say that in this, in, oh God, but the, you know, the whole point of the purge should be that our fucking public servants are also accountable, if you know what I mean. Um, but it's, the rule has been obviously revoked as an implicit, like, we're going to come to kill you, Charlie Roan. 
And Senator Roan decides, she's like, I'm not going to hide. What? Are you, how many votes am I going to lose if people discover that I'm hiding from the purge like all the other rich people? I'm going to spend my purge, my purge, I'm going to spend this purge in my house just like 99% of the population. So the newscast also, it covers the fact that murder tourists are coming to America to kill like people from Brazil and Germany and shit are like getting off the plane at the airport and they're like, we can't wait to purge. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Um, and so, I'm sorry, wait, I'm sorry, did you guys hear that? Okay, all right, okay, um, sorry, I just, I've got, I've got my, uh, array of, I've got my, uh, all of my knives here. Oh, that does not sound like knives. Don't come in, I've got knives! So where were, oh yes, okay, so Joe, he sees on the security camera that these two girls, like in like schoolgirl outfits, these like teenage girls are stealing some candy from his store. And so he kind of like blocks them in an aisle and he says, hey girls, why don't you, why don't you uh, give me what you got there in your pocket and I'm not going to call the police. I just like, I just want this to be over with. You can head on out, get on your way, but like, give me what you took. And the, one of these girls is like cartoonishly evil right from the start. She's like, what are you going to do? If you touch me, I'll scream rape. She's like, I, I, she, she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, and then like the, um, uh, Lane, the, like, uh, the hero medical woman who drives around during the purge, she appears on the other side and the, the candy girls they're referred to recognize her. And they're like, Oh my God, you're a badass, Or at least you used to be, but like now you're all old. Uh, and, and they are, so, I just like the, it, it's so weird how cartoonishly evil they are and how they're like, you should have let me take my candy bar. I'm going to, I'm going to get you for that. Like, and it's, again, it's another one of these performances that is so over the top in such a beautiful, like it doesn't make the movie worse. Like it's, it's, it's like clearly everyone was really happy with, with that girl's performance and was like, Hey, you know how you're doing it at like a 10? Can you do it at like a 13? Um, so at this point, uh, Frillo starts to look really old. I wrote Frillo one time, I was writing my notes, and then I just kept writing it. So from now on, we're gonna call Frank Grillo Frillo. Um, he's really starting to look like, you know when, like, you see your grandpa and you're like, that's an old guy, but he's like, I, he's recognizably like a human. And then the next time you see him, you're like, oh, my grandfather has become a shriveled dog. He's a very, my grandfather is a very skinny dog now. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, that's really mean. Um, but like I, all, all old people go through, I mean, like I could talk about Kelsey Grammer, you know, Kelsey Grammer 10 years ago was like an old guy. And now he's like a skinny old guy, which I, 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 in many times, in, in many respects, I think skinny old guy is a better look. It, I don't think it works for Frillo. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was a shady thing for me to say. Maybe that was mean. Sorry, sorry, Frillo. But, um, the original setup of the movie, so what they tell you that the movie's going to be like is like, we're barricaded in a house trying to protect ourselves from the purge. Um, we cut back to the diner, the deli rather, and Joe, just like me, he's just discovered that the company, his insurance company raised his purge premiums by thousands the day before the purge. So he, he decides, I have to protect this place by myself. This, di this deli is, why do I keep wanting to call it a diner? This deli is all I have, um... I'm going to like stay here. And everyone's like, really, you shouldn't like, it'll, it'll be okay. Just like take care of yourself. And he's like, no, I'm going to protect my deli. Now it's purge night. 
Uh, we're 17 minutes into the movie. That's right. The first scene of Saw length into the movie. Um, I'm already, and I got to say at this point in the movie, I am already kind of thrilled. Uh, and I, are Purge movies great? Like anytime I watch a Purge movie, there's a part in the movie where I'm like, wow, are Purge movies great? Um, okay. So Lane and another woman are driving. Oh, the other, what is her fucking name? Shit. Uh, I wish I, I wish I'd written everyone's name down, but, uh, they are driving around town in their medical van, like sort of witnessing spooky purge stuff. Like as the purge is occurring, like increasingly like people are walking around with masks and people are being spooky and people are exchanging gunfire. And, um, I, you know, off these purge movies invite you to wonder, would you survive the purge? And Hey, all I got to say is I'm, I'm okay. I just heard an explosion in the distance. I heard, I don't know. Oh God. You know, no, you know what? I, there is someone I could call, but I shouldn't bother them. I really, I don't. Okay. So, 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 so we see some spooky purge stuff, you know? Um, the, uh, and Ch Senator Charlie Roan, she like has a drink with Frank Grillo and Frillo. I'm sorry. And she finally gets like his origin story for the first time. She's a bad politician. If she didn't already know her chief of security was like has a huge like purge story and like the whole reason that he works with her is because he also wants to abolish the purge but whatever um oh i also this is when i started to wonder like i wonder if some purges are like really easy like are there some purges that are really bad and then there's some purges where it's like wow did you even notice that it was the purge i feel like uh i feel like this purge everyone would just kind of like was all purged out from last purge didn't really purge nearly as much and then like there's all those like post Christmas like news stories like after the purge is like what does it mean economically that the purge that less people purged oh my god that's awful um so at this point Joe is on the roof he's joined by Marcos and Marcos is like listen you gave me you're the reason I have a life here like I'm protecting I'm gonna protect you with everything I have so now the girls who wanted to steal the candy show up and they've got this car like covered in like neon lights they're dressed in like beautiful like sexy prom dresses i think and they've got guns they've got automatic weapons and there's this crazy like skipping party in the usa playing it's just like the beat is behind the singing and it's like sounds like it's being played in a tin can it's very scary and there's this very stylized sequence where they're just, again, again, the like main candy girl is just screaming her fucking head off and, and, and losing her shit. She's like, you should have let me take that candy bar. It's what, what is she, oh, she says, I just killed my parents and now I'm here to kill you. What sort of weird drop off in grudges you really didn't have anyone else you wanted to kill before that one dude who wouldn't let you steal a candy bar earlier? Like, you killed your parents and now you're coming for Joe of Joe's Deli? That makes no sense to me, but it doesn't have to. It's fine. And so Marcos uh, kind of, sh Marcos shoots her ear off, I think, and they drive off. Uh, and they're like, I'm going to get you later. So now we cut back, we're, you know, we're cutting back and forth between the Delhi storyline and the uh, Senator security storyline. And it turns out that everyone except Frillo is plotting against the Senator. They like mess with the security footage so that it looks like the guards are like fine, but then the guards get murdered and then they kind of disappear. And then this evil SWAT team, uh, all wearing like bandanas with teeth on the front starts to infiltrate the compound and murder all the guards. And eventually Frillo realizes that the guards are dead and he's got this knife ring. God, he loves his knife ring in this movie. He starts like kind of leading, he says to Charlie Roan, like someone sold us out. We got to get out of here. 
and he's leading her out of the house. He's just stabbing guards with his tiny little ring. And um, the guards, they all, like, get into the room where Charlie Rohn was supposed to be. And one of them takes off his fucking, like, bandana. And this is so... I love how Nail on the Head this is. He's got, like, tons of Nazi tattoos. He's got everything but a swasta. He's got, like, iron crosses and, like... The, uh, he's got a Confederate patch on his shirt. Oh, God. I kind of love it. So, obviously, Frillo has rigged a bomb in that room, uh, and everyone gets killed except for the evil Nazi, Nazi guy. Um, meanwhile, the med van kind of, they, uh, where are we? The med van goes to check on Joe and Marcos. They're like, hey, you guys, you guys are good? And they're like, yeah, we're good. Uh, the Nazi guy is like, we need her alive. I, so this is. I, I, it was it was so weird to me that they need Charlie Rowan alive, but, like, it does... It, I understand it in terms of, like, the decadence of these fucking evil new founding fathers. God damn it, those monsters. So now, there's just a ton of sneaking around. There's a lot of sneaking in this movie. I will say this movie is an hour and 48 minutes long. A lot of it gets pretty slow because a lot of it is the same scenes of sneaking. You could probably cut, like, 10 minutes of sneaking. Uh, they come upon some definitely fake dead people who are definitely pretending to be fake. They get tased by George Washington, and now they're, like, in the center of this, like, gang of murder tourists. They're all, like, dressed like um, old American founding fathers or, like, the Statue of Liberty, and they're, like, kicking them, and they're all like, America is great! We love purging! I'm going to cut your flesh! Um, and, um... This is happening near Joe's Deli. Joe and Marcos recognize the center from a very long way off. And somehow, like, they come out and shoot the murder tourists. Uh, they're like, wait, who the... F are you fucking serious? You're that senator. Uh, so they all get into the deli. And they start getting to know each other. Uh, and, like, Marcos and Charlie Roan talk. And Marcos is like, hey, like, you need to win Florida. And Charlie Roan's like, hey, thank you for the advice. Um... Where, where are you from? Like, what's what's up? And Frillo is immediately, like, he wants to still be, like, the big dog in this situation. And he and Joe clash over their, like, authority because he's like, I need to know that everyone in this room is trustworthy. And Joe's like, I just saved your life. You don't think that's trustworthy enough? When suddenly, the candy girls return with more evil people. They've now, they... But it's, again, it's amazing that they're wasting their purge net on this one dude and his deli. And, like, they didn't even know that he would be at the deli. If Joe wasn't at the deli, the candy girls would have shown up with, like, AK-47s, shot the windows of the deli, and what? Taken a candy bar? You're wasting your purge. You guys are wasting your purge. I don't mean to be... I'm not going to judge the way you spend your purge, but... So now they have got, like... They're at the front and back entrance, and they've got, like, me metal drills. They're drilling through the, like, purge stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> while this is happening, they won't stop talking about candy. Oh my God. They I feel like the candy girls, a lot of their dialogue probably wasn't written. It was like the director was like, I just want you to be really evil and over the top and talk about how mad you are that you wouldn't get your candy. Cause like the main candy girl, like all she like said, she's like, you should have given me my candy. Also, whoever wrote this movie loves the word cocksucker. It's one of those words Characters say it so often and it is put into so many different characters' mouths that you start to, like, it's such a, I don't know, I'm, I don't mean to be condescending, but, like, it's such an early, like, bad writing trope where, like, all your characters have the same verbal tics. Uh, and you're like, oh, all these characters were written by one fucking guy who loves calling people cocksuckers, which is, ugh, whatever. Um, so as the candy girls are about to get into the deli, Lane, in the med van, just crunches them under the van. Uh, and then she sort of gets out and matter-of-factly shoots the remaining candy girls. Uh, they all get into the van. Joe drags his feet about leaving his deli. And then they're driving around in the van. And at this point, I remembered that Purge movies are boring. 
this is like this is again it's another one of these things that's just like a lot happening a lot of nothing happening and the van gets attacked by a helicopter so they drive under an aw like a, 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 a overpass and then they're like waiting for the overpass and they get they the oh frillo at this point he realizes that they're tracking the bullet in his chest and he rips the bullet out of his chest and it's not that gross for you, the viewer of the movie, but it's really funny because everyone else in the van, like four, five or six other people in the van, they all go like, oh, they make the same sort of like really horror. Oh, um, uh, but I was, I, I, whatever. It's, it's so, so, so there's. What what's what's happening now? Oh, the van gets surrounded by purgers. All these all these purgers start like a bunch of like scary guys are like rocking the van back and forth, and everyone thinks they're about to die. And then Joe he turns out to have be a former uh, crip, and he does a crip whistle. And it turns out that the people uh, around the van are crips, and one of their guys is dying. They actually need medical attention, and so they exchange medical attention uh, for this guy. Uh, with help from these dudes, they uh, the dudes ambush the Crips ambush the the ground unit of like the the evil SWAT team. I hate that the villain in this movie is just like a bunch of dudes in fatigues. But like the evil SWAT team gets murdered, uh, or or, or yeah yeah they get they get purged. But um, they eventually they uh, finally have they they're they're rid of the tracking bullet. No one can know where they are, and they end up driving to a safe zone which is like during the purge, it's an unofficial sort of no one's allowed to purge there and, and the wounded get taken there and shit. Finally, they get introduced to Dante Bishop, who was mentioned at the beginning, the anti-purge activist, notably a very bad actor. In a movie with a lot of like really good, crazy performances, it's, I hate, I hate, I don't, you know, I don't mean to just be like mean, but like Dante Bishop is like, he he sounds like a guy who like when a he just I'm sorry he sounds like when a guy who plays sports thinks he's going to be in the play for some reason um and so like everything he says he's like yes hello it is me Dante Bishop that's right this is a safe zone and we're going to end this tonight like uh, uh, he starts every line at the same tone and ends every line at the same tone like all of his lines even though they contain different words are the same arrangement of sounds if that makes sense <clears throat> so Frillo, he sees that there's something secret going on. See, so Frillo, he like, you know, every space in which the senator is, he feels that he still needs to be like the guy in power, like kind of making sure that the areas are clear. And he sneaks into this room and discovers that the anti-purgers are like plotting to sneak into the purge, into the purge mass and kill the purge minister. And like, uh, <laughs> and it turns out they're basically doing the same thing that the new founding fathers are doing, which is like, they're going to just use the purge to kill their opposition. Um, and Senator Roan is like, you can't do this. You can't do this. I have to win legitimately. If you do this, they'll become martyrs. She's like really freaking out. But Dante Bishops is like, this is what has to happen. We're going to do this tonight. Um, <clears throat> it's insane, this scene, because all of the like planning for this, like attack on the purge mass is tacked up to a wall. Like it's the goddamn 1990s. Everyone has smartphones and computers and shit. You're telling me that stuff wouldn't be in a file? 
it's tacked up on the wall like because that is such insane exposition like that's how she finds out that that's what they're planning is she looks at the wall and she sees like a picture of the purge minister and a picture of the purge mass and a picture of the blueprints for this cathedral and she's like what what are you planning and her like mind connects the dots it's really it's really poorly done it's it's bad but it's fine but it's uh, that's one that's this movie is i don't know maybe this movie see that's what i'm thinking is maybe this movie's not toxic there's so many toxic things about it but it like hey you know eh. I didn't, it didn't, it didn't tire me out. Like it kind of bored me, but that's the, what, how, you know, how many movies are, are, are boring? A, a great deal. I'll answer my own question. So now it turns out that the government soldiers were also coming to kill Dante Bishop, obviously. So the government soldiers are like storming the safe zone. Charlie Roan and Frillo narrowly escape. They're once again, uh, running around, uh, they're like spooky, spooky purge things are happening. They're in a, they're in the van and Senator Ron is like, I have to stop them from killing the minister. It's like, oh my God, just fine, fine. She's, she's that much of a hero, but suddenly their van gets knocked over. The Senator is taken by the, the SWAT guys. And now they, obviously they have to go to the purge mass because that is where Senator Ron is being taken. Hang on. Okay, I've checked my security cameras. It looks like everything. Wait a second. Someone's been overlaying the footage. Hang on a second. Sniper one, radio check. Sniper two, radio check. Oh my God. Oh God, it's, uh, fuck, it's my enemies. I sh this is what I get for being such a prick all these years. Finally, it's come back to haunt me in the form of getting murdered in the purge. Well, I guess, much like those guys who play violin on the Titanic, I must go down with my ship. If I'm going to get Purge murdered, I'm going to do it describing the movie The Purge Election Year. I'm not going to punk out on this. I'm not going to run. So, uh, where were we? <clears throat> oh, sometimes it's hard to walk five feet without getting murdered during The Purge, and then sometimes you can just wander the streets. It's just like whatever the movie, like whatever you need... <laughs> Um, so now we're like in a church and we're like behind the altar and like, she's, she's like tied to a thing and she's next to this guy who's also tied to a thing. And this guy looks not well. Purge preacher gives this monologue about how like you got to purge and purify and like God wants you to purge yourself of your sins. And like, you're supposed to sin so that you cannot say it's a very like nail on the head, teenage philosophy monologue. And, uh, oh my God, all the like various instruments of torture have been washed in holy water. Wow. So then, the, at this point, the movie's slowness is kind of effective. It's kind of like the banality of evil. Like, no one's rushing to kill anyone. Like, people kind of walk up to the dais, and there's this creepy guy, and the guy's like, the, the purge preacher is like, oh my god, it's such a sex scene. Like, the way that they shoot it, too, is like, the guy starts stabbing the other guy, and then, like, the purge preacher has his hand on his shoulder, and is like, clearly, like, it's implied that he's like, they're fucking, they're all like fucking while they're murdering. And like, it's very well done. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, and I assure you, I'm not a psychopath. That's what the movie intended you to see in that scene. Um, but what, what happens now? Oh, so Dante Bishop, they're all in the, in the tunnel under the mass, under the cathedral. They're preparing to attack the mass. Uh, the, uh, the, they wheel out the senator in the uh, on the altar, and they're like the bishop is like the or the purge preacher is like, listen, we got a special treat today. We're gonna kill a woman who threatens everything we hold dear. They bring up the new founding fathers, all of them, and um, <clears throat> the guy from the beginning is 
he's got a knife to Charlie Rohn's neck and he says, uh, oh, he says, God bless the new founding fathers. God, he says the thing, it's like the, the, new, the new Pledge of Allegiance. I don't remember the words, but it's, set, it's all over the fucking movie. And then Marcos, who is up in the like, I don't know where the organ would be. Marcos shoots him. Suddenly there's a big shootout. Um, everyone scatters and the good guys win. <laughs> they have now captured the purge preacher and... Uh, Bishop is like, I'm going to go kill the purge preacher. And Senator Owen's like, please don't kill him. And the Bishop's like, I'm going to kill him. And he goes into the room and the purge preacher is like, that's right. Kill me. Kill me. It's your right to purge as an American. I want you to do it. Kill me. It's so well done. This, the purge preacher is another guy who gives like an insanely good, cool performance. There's such like, it's so like, like there's one side of this movie that's like Frillo and Charlie Roan and like, um, Marcos like they all give such like subdued performances and then the other side of that coin is so great Ugh. so um let me see the there's yeah there's just a lot of shootouts now like uh they they end up not killing the purge preacher the SWAT guys come back they 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 shoot everyone sh is shooting out there's everyone is shooting out the Nazi guy fights Frillo though they needed to have like a big end of the movie fist fight and it's a very bloody like the the Frillo like stabs him with his ring with his tiny knife ring like a lot of times oh a lot of blood that that's pretty hard to watch I guess um they go into this back room and they find all these like poor or like drug addicted or mentally ill people who were going to be sacrificed and murdered by the rich people during the purge night and they start freeing them. But then the creepy guy who killed the other guy appears with a gun. He's shooting people. He ends up shooting Joe who jumps in front of the senator. The movie feels very long. If it feels like I'm kind of bored, the movies, it's insane that this is a viable, there's four of these movies, they're definitely gonna, there's gonna be like nine of these movies. You know what, maybe I'll be in one. I'd love to give one of these crazy purge performances, purge formances. Well, that's if I survive the night. My enemies are at the, I'm actually a little bit surprised that no one's come through the door with some sort of instrument of torture and, and, a, and, a, and a years long grudge against me. There are surely people who want to murder me in the purge. And I, I all right, I mean, Okay, so <clears throat> at this point, uh, it's two months later. They have elections in May in the Purge universe for some reason. Oh, I wonder how the people in the Purge universe feel about Susan Sarandon. Do you think they're all mad at her? Uh, um, so now they show, and this is insane. They show Charlie Rohn winning the election, and they literally show it the election map, and it is literally, I'm sorry that I've used literally like four times, but it is literally red and blue. Red and blue, the electoral map. Charlie Roan is blue. Purge Preacher is red because he they let him live and they let him lose the election so that like no one got to be a martyr. But like, <laughs> hey, Republicans, you love the purge. Republicans love the purge. They really do. Um, so that's that's the purge. That's I don't really I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I, I hang on, hang on, just one second. Uh, yeah, come in. It's unlocked. Oh shit! I really I should have unlocked the door. <laughs> I I put down all my metal my metal barricades. I forgot to lock the front door. Who is it? Who is it? Hey, it's Alejandro Collini. It's me, Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw Killer. Wow! Oh my God, Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw. Please come in. Here, have a seat. Have a seat. I'll move over. I you you look tired. You look covered in blood. Yes, that's right. I had to I had to murder my way through here. You know there were scores of people. Right outside this door, ready to murder you. Uh, you've you've made a lot of enemies, Alejandro Collini. 
Really? That's so you're telling me that's why no one came through this door to murder me is because you, the jigsaw killer, came through, protected me. You know, you never struck me for a hand to hand combat sort of fella. Well, uh, there's Alejandro Collini. I want to play a game. There's a lot of things you don't know about me, Tobin Bell, the jigsaw killer, but there's a lot of things I know about you. For example, this week, you selected a gory, weirdly philosophical horror movie. Much akin to a Saw-type movie. In fact, on a several occasions throughout this episode, you name-checked the Saw movies. This did not go unnoticed by me, Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw Killer. I am of the belief that you, Alejandro Collini, were pandering to me with this episode. And I have just one thing to say. Keep it up. What? What did you... I said keep it up. You're doing a great job, Alejandro Collini. I I wouldn't... In just two episodes, our relationship has gone from me threatening to turn your head inside out, from me to me defending your life against countless attackers. By the way, you're going to need to call those people from John Wick and give them a gold coin to clean up all that stuff outside your door. You want to... Hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm not doing anything for the rest of the purge. Clearly, you're a very able protector. All right. Hey, take care of yourselves, guys. Oh, that's my line. Ha 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 ha. Ho 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 ho. Ah, we have fun.